Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up. Welcome into Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. Joining me now is Joe Cook, managing editor of Inside Texas and own three affiliate covering the Texas Longhorns. You might be wondering, Ben, why? Oh, it's obvious. Chris Beard has emerged as a leading, if not the leading candidate, to replace Kermit Davis as Ole Miss men's basketball coach. Joe, what's up, man? Not a whole lot. Thanks for having me on, Ben. And uh, yeah, just trying to live the life between. Uh, going to spring football practices, covering an NCAA tournament run, and then watching the, the Longhorns kind of struggle a little bit on the baseball diamond. So busy time of year, but a pretty interesting time of year for us in the business. Tell me about Arch, man. How's Arch looked out there in his first spring? You know, when you hear of a guy being a five-star and being as lofty uh, rated as he is, you always maybe go into it with a little bit of apprehension or skepticism and thinking like, okay, is this guy going to be able to stack up as well as he did at the high school level? Um, and, you know, he's, he's already the uh, second string quarterback, a, an injury to another guy in the room has a little bit to do with that, but man, you watch him out there and he, he looks like a natural. Uh, he looks like someone who has been taught very well uh, on how to throw a football. And uh, by all reports, he's been someone who has just meshed really well in the locker room. Um, one thing about Arch that's, Real interesting is you remove his name, uh, you remove his ability to throw the football really well, and he's just an average guy uh, by all reports. And that kind of uh, you're able to see that on the field, but then when it's time to to swing the pill and throw to some of his uh, teammates, you can see the the talent that so many t- different teams wanted. So real interesting to see, and it's going to be fun to track over the course of the spring and summer what he is able to do and how far he pushes Quinn Ewers. All right, so tell me about Chris Beard. For the Ole Miss fan that's just getting to know him right now, what's the breakdown from Joe Cook about Chris Beard? Yeah, so uh, Chris Beard has a pretty interesting history. Um, Going way, way back to his time, I think, as a a student manager at the University of Texas, his alma mater, uh, I believe it was for uh, Tom Penders way back in the day. And his career took him all over the place. He was was a head coach of a certain iteration of the ABA, which, uh, you know, if I didn't look up his bio, I would not have even known existed. Um, For a long time during the early 2000s, he was an assistant for Bob Knight when Bob Knight was head coach of Texas Tech out in Lubbock. Uh, So a lot of what Chris Beard does, um, it looks like what a lot of other Bob Knight disciples look like. Uh, Motion offense, big emphasis on defense, tough love, uh, you know, in the way he treats players. But someone who still respects players and, and respects effort when given at a high level. Uh, goes to Little Rock, has an NCAA tournament appearance there after bouncing around some of the various jobs in West Texas at various levels. 
Um, I believe, if I remember right, he was head coach at UNLV for the span of about, I don't know, two weeks uh, before the Texas Tech job opened when Tubby Smith was let go. Chris Beard goes there. Uh, that's where he makes a name for himself, makes an Elite Eight run, makes a run to the national championship game where they lose to Virginia, I believe it was. Um, and then, you know, when Shaka Smart's time in Austin came to an end after he saw kind of saw the writing on the wall and kind of saw an opportunity in uh, Marquette, uh, there was one name Texas was interested in more than any other, and it was Chris Beard. So they brought him home. Uh, there's a great story about um, the athletic director for the Longhorns, Chris Del Conte, going to Plainview, Texas, which you don't really need to look up where it is to know it's in the middle of nowhere meeting Chris Beard out of McDonald's and hammering out details there. Uh, first year, um, he had, I think it was either three or four players from the last Shock of Smart team uh, return, uh, Courtney Ramey, Andrew Jones, and I think one more. Can't remember exactly who it was. Uh, the other, you know, seven guys he had to get for that team, uh, they were all out of the transfer portal. So it's a guy who knows how to get players out of the transfer portal and was very adept at doing that there. Um, very good offensive coach. Again, motion offense. Uh, it preaches effort on all ends of the floor. And he helped Texas win its first NCAA tournament game in I think six or seven years last year uh, before they ended up falling to Jaden Ivey, Zach Eady, and uh, the Purdue Boilermakers in the round of 32. This year obviously gets off to a hot start. Uh, defeats the number two Gonzaga, uh, defeats top 10 Creighton at home. Uh, and then on December 12th, I wake up to the news that he had been uh, arrested for a domestic assault uh, charge, a felony domestic assault charge. He's suspended indefinitely. Interim head coach Rodney Terry uh, takes over in his stead, guides Texas through a really good season. Uh, and I think it was in uh, mid-January, maybe January, very early January. I can't remember the exact date. Texas fires Chris Beard uh, for cause. Um, not much has been heard from Chris Beard since then. You know, he put out a statement. Uh, not much has been said by the players since then. They've got too much to focus on. Uh, but, uh, you know, ever since then, he kind of laid low. Uh, once Kermit Davis got let go, Ole Miss always kind of sounded like a place where he seemed very, very interested in. And uh, now here we are having this conversation today. Uh, he's a guy who uh, very, you know, he's a Bob Knight disciple, very gruff, but very loyal to his players to show a lot of effort to him. Very similar styles, <laughs> at least uh, as far as offense and defense goes and uh, very adept at the, uh, the modern basketball game, even uh, a recruiting game that is, you know, even when he didn't have a place like Texas to, uh, you know, provide him a ton of backing or a community like Texas to provide him a ton of backing, he was able to make the most of it. Seemed like he was on his way to, to great things in Austin, uh, but things, uh, you know, whatever happened in his personal life became the problems of the university, and the university did not want to deal with those problems. Now he is uh, a free agent, and it looks like, the uh, rebels are definitely in talks with them. Uh, otherwise, I don't think you and I would be talking, Ben. Yeah, that's right. And, and it hasn't happened yet, but it just seems like of all the candidates Ole Miss has considered here, this is the first one. He's, first of all, been the only constant throughout the search. But second of all, he's the only one that's generated this kind of momentum, meeting with Ole Miss uh, on Monday. 
for you, when you heard about the potential fit with Chris Beard and Ole Miss, what did you think? I'm not trying to punch down here. I really am not. But it makes sense. When you have a, a coach who just went through uh, the, the stain on his reputation that he uh, currently has, and when you look at a program like Ole Miss, that, you know, even when you look around the SEC and you look around the region, doesn't have a strong basketball history. It, it does make sense that this would be a place for Chris Beard to try and uh, get his career back going and, and try to restore his name in college basketball circles. And I, and I think if he did become the Ole Miss coach, he'd be able to do stuff like that. Now, do I think he'd have the same recruiting prowess as he would at a place like Texas or even at Texas Tech, who, again, they had Bob Knight, they had Tubby Smith. Those are guys who won national championships, even if they were on the downturn of their career. Those are high-profile coaches, and they were able to get good players there and have varying levels of success. Obviously, at Texas, you know, as the, the flagship university of a very, you know, we talk about Texas high school football a lot, but it's a very basketball-talented state. Texas has brand-new facilities uh, for basketball. Um, you know, a lot of that helped him in his quest to recruit some very talented players, both uh, the players that are committed and signed in his 2023 class for five-star prospects by on three. Uh, so it makes, it makes, now he, he may not be able to do a lot of those same things while at Ole Miss, but I think it's the place that he needs to go, uh, or, you know, the best example of the type of place he needs to go, uh, for him to restart his career. And, you know, the thing is he has experience with these very, I don't want to say underfunded because I know Ole Miss has invested a ton into athletics, be it baseball, basketball, uh, football, anything in these past few years. Uh, but he's used to dealing with programs who may not be the creme de la creme, especially in their conference or just in the landscape. You know, he got Little Rock uh, to, to go to the NCAA tournament, and that's a feat because you have to get everything rolling in the right direction, and then you have to win whatever three or four games it is in your conference tournament in order to get there. And then he got Texas Tech, you know, right before he left Texas Tech, which has a decent basketball uh, uh, arena. Um, and now it serves as the largest in the state of Texas for college basketball. But it was behind in a lot of different areas, and he got the funding needed for a brand-new uh, practice facility and otherwise uh, student engagement, um, all the different stuff to bring attention to that program that he did a lot of work for uh, personally in order to make happen. So um, for someone who is in the current situation that his career, that he finds himself in, in his career, uh, and, you know, with Ole Miss being a, a, a program that has fewer NCAA tournament appearances this century that Beard has to his own name as a head coach, it seems like a, a proper pairing, um, especially given the circumstances of what, why Beard is even available at this juncture in his point, in the, at this point in his career. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. 
So give them a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, you covered him on a day-to-day basis. You knew him personally and all that kind of stuff. What is he like as far as the glad handing with alumni and dealing with the media and how he interacts maybe with players just from a personal perspective? What is he like? You know, I'm going to go back and, be, and uh, make that Bob Knight reference again. And, and again, there's there's only gonna there's only one Bob Knight. There will never ever be another Bob Knight. But Chris Beard spent upwards of I think almost a decade uh, in on the bench with Bob Knight and kind of in his shadow, even when he was at uh, Texas Tech and Lubbock. So um, not saying he's the uh, well. I don't know. He could be the problematic type with what we know about him now in the public eye, but he, he comes from that, you know, line of coaching that uh, he calls himself a truth teller. I think that's the best way of putting it. Uh, he calls himself a, a truth teller. He has, you know, run afoul of players um, sensitivities in the past. Uh, there's a guy who was at Texas last year, one of the transfers, Trey Mitchell, who about two, two thirds of the way through the year, Beard and him didn't see eye to eye. And Trey Mitchell is now playing for West Virginia and Bob Huggins right now. Uh, so, you know, there are some people, some players, who don't really get the system. But the players who do get the system, the players who do understand what Beard's trying to do, uh, they are all for him. They're loyal to him. They know that he is trying to push the best out of them as possible. And he uh, he's pretty good at doing that, especially as it relates to offense, you know, with the media, um, he is going to use media as marketing. Um, and I think especially at a place like Ole Miss, uh, that'll be a, a facet that he's very adept at, you know, he may do something like, okay, first thousand students who show up, you're going to get a free pizza. And maybe that's something they already do, but he'll be the one maybe handing out that pizza. Uh, he may be the one, you know, going around to, uh, um, you know, if, if he's the guy, he may be the guy who ends up at a game this fall 
walking around the Grove with an Ole Miss basketball shirt, or maybe not a shirt, but a button down, considering it's the Grove, trying to, <laughs> you know, make, make people understand that, hey, you know, you can come out here uh, and check out the, the basketball program uh, before you start maybe diving into the Rebel baseball program or start watching the Braves on weekends. So um, he's a very good marketer. Uh, as far as it goes with the media, though, um, he kind of wants to say what he wants to say. I remember ahead of this year, um, Texas doesn't have the best rim protection. Its tallest player is 6'9", um, and while the guy is a – I don't want to call him finesse because I don't want that to be taken as soft, He's not a guy who's going to bang in the post. He's 6'9", 220. He can play as a tall guy, uh, but he's not – I don't know what the best comparison is, but he's a guy who operates kind of on the elbow and around there, but he's not the one who's just, you know, blocking shots on a, you know, possession-by-possession possession basis. And I asked him about rim protection and rebounding on if he thought it would be a weakness. And he goes, and granted, he's, he's cordial. He said, you know, I understand the question. I get what you mean, but I'm going to have to disagree strongly with that notion um, and talk. And, you know, he goes on to say, yeah, we're going to work on rebounding, but rebounding is about effort. And he uh, made it sound like, you know, rim protection isn't about one player. So um, I think he's very forthright with how he feels, uh, but he's not, and not to say he's going to be combative, uh, but he's going to say what he thinks in re- in regard to any questions and, you know, give you a – it may come off as a gruff response, but I, I've i never gotten the notion that he was, you know, upset or PO'd or anything like that. I just got the notion he wanted to say what he wanted to say in, in response. And, um, you know, he never gave me like one or two-word answers, so I, I appreciate that. And, um, you know, you just may have to deal with someone who – gives you a little bit of a frown uh, whenever he starts giving you answers. But other than that, you know, um, aside, I, I'm really curious to see what happens whenever uh, the Ole Miss athletic director and Beard himself are presented with questions about, you know, why he is the Ole Miss head coach or potential Ole Miss head coach as opposed to the Texas head coach. I think that's going to be one of the, the larger tests of, of his career um, because there's no way he can – escape that those questions right now um considering the, the the current environment and you know just exactly what he was charged with it wasn't a misdemeanor it was a felony uh because there was the the added uh strangulation aspect of it of course those were dropped but you know the fact that he was arrested is one of the big reasons why he's not the texas head coach anymore so uh i'm curious to see how he handles that and then going forward, how he handled some of the basketball questions at a place where basketball isn't the number one priority, whether it be spring, fall, or summer. As far as Chris Beard, the recruiter, how would you describe Chris Beard as a recruiter? Um, he, when he wants to target, he's very zeroed in on him. Um, he has high aspirations for who he wants to get. Uh, there's a guy on Texas right now, Arterio Morris, five-star guard out of the Dallas, Texas area. Uh, there are other options that Texas really uh, was interested in. One of them was Keontae George, who's a Baylor freshman, ended up being freshman of the year. Uh, the other, I believe, was Cason Wallace, who you, you may have seen at Kentucky. Uh, but, you know, he introduces himself to those high-profile recruitments. Um, doesn't always cut his way, uh, but he gives a full effort on them. Um, I, I think that he is one of the better recruiters in the country. Um, I think that 
even with the NIL era, he's going to be able to sell basketball and his vision and his way of doing things uh, as far as offense and even defense goes to recruits. And I think he's adaptable. You know, last year, I don't think he felt like it was a good idea for his teams to be running down the floor a lot. And so he averaged, you know, I think fewer than 65 possessions a game. And I think that was in the lower half uh, of, you know, the country, uh, at least in the terms of something like Ken Palm's adjusted tempo. You get to this year, and he's not blazing down the floor, but he obviously implemented the vision uh, to get the guys closer to 70 possessions a game. And that's what they've done, and it's really uh, helped the team out a lot. Big reason why they finished second in the Big 12 and are very strongly entrenched on the two line this upcoming year. So uh, with recruiting, you kind of look at his style. Um, he's played, you know, those big 7-1, 250-pound guys in the middle. He's had a few of those at Texas Tech. Um, you know, there's a few other guys. Um, he had a lottery pick at Texas Tech. I'm forgetting the name, unfortunately. And he was able to get guys out of the transfer portal. I mean, you look at Mac McClung, the guy who just won the NBA slam dunk contest. He was playing, uh, making plays for Patrick Ewing at Georgetown. He enters the portal, and then, boom, he goes ahead and is able to get him out of the portal at Texas Tech and help him on a team that was on its way to being a pretty good seed in the NCAA tournament, I think, before the uh, pandemic began. Um, and he can uh, recruit a little bit internationally. Uh, very interested to see. David Moretti, I think, was one of his top players while at Texas Tech. Knows how to get those guys, too. The one question I guess I would have about Chris Beard at this point is what kind of staff is he going to be able to put together? You know, a lot of it depends on what happens at Texas with if Rodney Terry, who was just named uh, Sporting News' head coach of the year, if he is uh, given the Texas job. Um, I'm wondering, you know, how many people who Beard brought to Austin will end up following Terry uh, because – you know, they may see a difference in what Ole Miss versus UT is able to provide and, and make their choice that way. You know, they're the one of the big storylines when Beard originally went from Texas Tech to Texas was whether Mark Adams, who's now on the news these days, uh, whether Mark Adams, who was the uh, guy who designed Beard's uh, preferred no-middle defense, whether he would fall in from Lubbock to Austin. Uh, the saying that Texas Tech fans have is that, you know, Mark Adams didn't get on the plane uh, when it was time for Beard and other assistants to go to Lubbock. Well, he didn't get on the plane, uh, but now after a really good year last year, it's been all downhill. There's been a lot of off-court issues in Lubbock, and now one of them has uh, very publicly reared its ugly head, gotten him suspended a bit ahead of the Big 12 tournament. I don't know if, if the Ole Miss brass would want to – it seems like Mark Adams' time in Lubbock is very short. I don't know if the Ole Miss brass would want to maybe double down on getting two different coaches who have had questionable exits from their uh, previous program. Uh, but outside of Adams, outside of the guys in Austin, I am curious as to the type of staff that Beard would be able to put together in uh, Oxford. Obviously, he's a great coach with a great reputation, uh, but there still is a lot of different things at play, both in Austin and in Oxford. That makes me wonder what type of crew he will put together on the Rebel bench. 
Joe coming with the heat today. This is our first time talking, and I feel like I just went to school on Chris Beard. We got to get you to the Grove, man. Get you in a button up. Man, so funny story. When I was a freshman in college, that was 2012. Uh oh. And uh, you know, it was my you know first couple weeks of school at University of Texas, and I'm wondering, do I go ahead and start driving to Oxford or not? <laughs> and I didn't end up making the trip. Uh, luckily, Marquise Goodwin. Luckily, Marquise Goodwin did. He got a little bit of a lip service from a uh, drill sergeant on the sidelines at Vaught Hemingway. Uh, but then, you know, the Rebels came and uh, gave the Longhorns what for the year after in my sophomore year in Austin. But, yeah, I'm, I'm as excited about that SEC move as anybody else. I'm really, really excited that uh, the powers that be, whether it be Big 12, whether it be UT, Oklahoma, Fox, ESPN, SEC, that they got it all figured out and decided that uh, making things happen in 2024 was the the right call. And uh, as, as uh, fate would have it, you know, it's kind of funny. My uh, current fiance, she is uh, she was born in Oklahoma, but she was raised in West Point. So she is a Mississippi girl. She knows all the different areas. There you go. Around Jackson, whether it be around Oxford whether it be all the different spots. So she and I are real excited uh, to go ahead and be able to be full SEC uh, people who are really, really involved in the, the full SEC experience. And I'd be lying to you if I, did, if I said that football was my favorite thing to cover when it comes to Texas sports. I am all in. Uh, I've been covering Texas baseball for almost 10 years. Um, and so I understand, you know, what the challenge that, uh, they're going to face whenever it comes time for the Longhorns to go to SEC. So, man, I'm excited to go see Swayze. I'm excited to go see all the different places. I've been to the box. I've been to Bluebell Park and, and College Station. Um, I'm excited to see all the different places, whether it be the Dude or uh, whether it be, you know, Nashville and that, and that stadium and or, uh, you know, Tennessee and that little Cracker Jack ballpark that they have or, Florida and their new place. I'm just excited for all of it. And uh, yeah, hopefully I get to go to Oxford sooner rather than, rather than later covering the Longhorns. He's Joe Cook, managing editor of Inside Texas, an affiliate of On3 covering the Texas Longhorns at Joseph Cook 89 on Twitter. It was awesome, man. Thank you for doing this. We'll do it again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it.